0: Hey, welcome back to Great American Movie Review. Once again, me, Mekai, here talking about a new release film. I am joined by my wife, Hannah. What's up? Back again. We went to go see another one of the Oscar nominees. This time we saw Poor Things. All right, Poor Things is based on the 1992 novel by Dare Gray of the same name. And this is a film adaptation of that. I've never read that, so I'm not familiar with it. But generally speaking, this is a twist on the Frankenstein idea. And Mm. it definitely takes that and kind of runs in some completely different directions with it. It is a wild film. Mm. And due to the nature of it, Um, this is a great film to go in blind to in terms of like plot details. But we're going to talk more about some of the content, some of the filmmaking. And then in the second half of the video, we will go into some more of the plot details because I do think it's important for, you know, getting our full understanding of what we think about the movie as a whole. Yep. But I'll put up a nice spoiler warning for that. So we'll get through just non plot detail-related conversation before that.
1: No spoilies in the beginning. (laughs) No. (laughs) We'll warn you before the spoilies. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Alright, so Poor Things is directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who has been really making big waves in the last few years. I mean, he had films before The Lobster, but The Lobster is the one that really got his name kind of in the zeitgeist, and now um, he's followed that up with a few films. I loved The Lobster. I didn't see Killing of a Sacred Deer. I like the favorite but i didn't love it as much as everybody else seemed to so i'm always excited by what he's doing though because he has such a unique vision for whatever he's putting on screen that i can't help but get excited for that kind of filmmaking so i was super excited for this film i was only hearing great things about it and i went into it with high expectations and i have to say my expectations were met i think that this is a great film
1: i personally don't know yargos (laughs) <laughs> you say his name? Did I say it right?
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Okay, well, I don't know him. I haven't seen his films. Um, I had no expectations for this movie other than Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo. And I was like, hey, I know them. They're pretty good. Love them. I say pretty good very casually. They're fantastic. But I came in blind. Um, I feel like I walked out blinded but in a very positive way. Yeah. Also with a lot to think about.
0: Yeah. Um just right off the top if you are unfamiliar this is the kind of thing that I do think you should know going into the movie. Mm. The content of the film it is very graphic there is a lot of sex that is just a big important discussion that this movie's having in some way and it is yargos is a very european filmmaker and his presentation of this stuff it doesn't care about your sensibilities it doesn't care what you feel about this he is going to present this the way that he does um
1: yeah you like full nudity yeah
0: the cast is clearly all on board for this i mean emma stone was a producer on it as well as the star of it so and she's the central figure here and yeah, but I think that I think that the film is
1: really terrific. Um, it is just be like forewarned. There is a lot of very explicit nudity, sexual content.
0: Do not go see this with your parents, is what we're saying.
1: (laughs) Or your kids. Don't bring your kids kids. to this. So many adults bring kids to movies like, oh, this is going to be fine, not realizing. The spectrum
0: of an R-rated film goes from something that has a few F-bombs in it to... something like this
1: Yeah,
0: it's a very big difference
1: don't bring your parents don't bring your kids Uh...
0: (laughs) go with your significant other if you have like a good healthy relationship
1: (laughs) Mm, yeah
0: (laughs) but yeah the the film the way it tackles the frankenstein idea um first of all just i think that it's really suited for yargos lanthimos's style um he continues to do things that I don't always love, like he uses fisheye lenses and stuff. But here, it really elevates kind of the the fantasy of the strangeness of the world. Because it's our world, but it's definitely not our world. There's really unique production design here, really unique filmmaking choices. And it's going to put some people off. It's not going to be for everybody. But like I said, he doesn't really care, clearly, to make a film for everybody.
1: I also feel like the fisheye lens. I thought that was an interesting use of that because normally I don't really like that either. But I feel like it was a very specific perspective type of shot. Yeah. And then it widens as we get an understanding. And But that's my own yeah thoughts. It's not fisheye the entire time.
0: No, no, no. It's just it's, very it's, specific. Yeah. It's selective. It, it's also black and white for a stretch.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then when it's color, it's like full blown color and very unique, Color palettes and costume designs and settings and it's very fantastical in its presentation, which is a stark contrast to the subject itself. Like the actual material is pretty dark, but this is also a comedy. Like. It is very funny in a very dark way.
1: Oh, yeah. Dark humor, for sure. Yeah,
0: like, I was cracking up a bunch. Some of it was just at some absurdist things that it was doing. Mm-hmm. There's something with a Willem Dafoe and a bubble. Um, and every time it happened, I don't know, I just started cracking up. I love that man. you You have a thing for Willem Dafoe. I love Willem oh no. He's a great
1: actor. He's super hot. Just unproblematic, as far as I know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's great here again. I mean, he's in a lot of makeup here, and Mm -hmm. I mean, he's never been shy about having to be covered up in makeup, so. But he's great kind of as the, he's kind of the Dr. Frankenstein in this situation, and Bella Baxter is the Frankenstein's monster character here. So then, so
1: Rami, Rami is the... Igor.
0: yeah. So, <laughs> kind of, yeah. So, Rami Yusuf is in this, um, and he kind of plays this character who ends. Up, he ends up becoming a kind of a protege to William Dafoe's character. Who, his name is Godwin, and he goes by God, which is just also really funny it's in the movie. Funny. There's a lot of funny lines revolving that, and even thematically. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have, but yeah, you have Remy Youssef's character and he kind of gets taken as uh, in as a protege to him. And he also, to take care of this Bella Baxter character. And he also kind of falls in love with her too. Um, there's a lot of conversations here around, uh, kind of around perspective and sex and sexuality. We'll get into that more in the mm-hmm. spoiler part of this when we're actually talking details. The other major character here is uh mark ruffalo's character who um mark ruffalo is tremendous in this film his character is an awful person uh, but he never presents himself as anything less than that like
1: (laughs) yeah this cast honestly the cast is freaking fantastic
0: yeah they're very committed
1: they're extremely committed there's this bold fearlessness they are just all in yeah they don't care what they look like like they they are these characters they are believable as these characters it is so 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 fantastic i just was watching like oh man if only i was that good yeah (laughs) (laughs) they were so fantastic
0: yeah i think that emma stone here might actually give the best performance out of anybody this year like yeah anybody i i, I feel pretty strongly about that um, yeah yeah
1: there's something very specific and unique about this character she's playing and i don't think that if she if if whoever was acting in this but specifically emma stone if she was not as committed to this role i think the movie would fall apart
0: yes i agree But yeah, I I think that this is a great film. Um, This is gonna kind of wrap up the general thoughts here before we move into spoilers. The cast is excellent, the filmmaking is unique, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a really special film. It is a challenging film, prepare to be challenged by it. Um, And if you keep listening to the rest of this episode, you'll understand why we say that, (laughs) Um, but... Yeah, I think it's a really fantastic film, and if you are open to being challenged by a film and you are, you know, understanding the content within it, then absolutely go seek this out. It's one of, if not the single most unique film that came out this last year, which had a number of unique films. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that wraps up this just kind of spoiler-free thoughts, but now this is your big red flashing Spoiler warning.
1: Warning. Warning. (laughs) Spoilers ahead. Yes,
0: we're going to talk about plot details here. And so just, yeah, be aware if you are continuing past this point, you have been well warned.
1: Spoilies. for spoilies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the general plot of this movie, to get right into it, is... It's the Frankenstein story, except it's not at all, because (laughs) this... Willem Dafoe character, he is doing these experiments and he finds a corpse of a pregnant woman who killed herself. And so he, she still has enough life in her brain to, you know, he could technically resurrect her. But he's thinking, why would I resurrect this woman if she was just going to kill herself? She hated her life so much she just killed herself. <laughs> so instead what he does is he takes the brain of the baby that's within her and puts that in the adult woman's body. So, this film is yep. essentially about a baby in an adult's body learning the world in a different way. So, the a fully developed body, but without actual development, you know, of, you know, having to go through learning, you know, your body as a child and then growing into an adult. She mm-hmm. is just an adult. Like, you woke up into this earth as an adult.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I think they kind of cover that pretty well with her progression yes. Like in the beginning he's like she's progressing rapidly uh, she's still an in infant at this stage like when ram
0: rammy R- rammy i'm sorry rammy
1: i'm you'll never listen to this but um <laughs> i'm really bad with remembering names
0: well his character's name was max
1: max that's right um so this character max is essentially brought in by Willem Dafoe and he's like, Okay, I need you to watch her and mark her progress and everything like that. Um, so it's interesting because Willem Dafoe's character, there's this whole conversation about science and creation and emotion. Because right. Willem Dafoe's character, you get little bits and pieces of his relationship with his dad who was also a scientist and it is fucked it's so fucked and he essentially he's doing these experiments to try to understand his own dad but he's like he like later he regrets that he developed a paternal like nurturing feeling towards bella and he's like ah this is my mistake i have too much emotion we have to get another experiment. So it's like, all right, now we have to find another body. And so, like, so there's already this conversation happening about science and emotions and creation, like I said. And I could talk more about what are your thoughts.
0: Yeah. But then you get the whole, like, so what happens is she, d- you keep getting her developing as, at- as the Mm -hmm. movie goes along and then she gets to a point where her speech is good enough and she also okay you don't enter the world being in a sexually developed state that is something that happens during puberty as we all know (laughs) so there is time that passes and you know growth in childhood and youth and she is just wakes up as an adult but she still has those child Instincts to, like, explore her body.
1: Yeah, and that is... that. So, there's this one scene specifically where she starts to do that with a a fruit. And what's interesting is, like, in child development, that is normal to explore your body. But because she's in an adult body, she has an orgasm. Right. And she wants... More of that. So then in her, like, infant brain and her adult body, she then equates orgasms. I mean, she doesn't have the language for that yet. Right. But she equates that to happiness.
0: Right. Because it feels good. So it feels good. So she's like, why would I not do this if it feels good? She has, like, there's no shame that's developed over time. She's not been taught shame about it. Mm -hmm. So she's just experiencing it as pleasure.
1: And interpreting that
0: pleasure as happiness.
1: Yeah, she even... Um, one of the like women that works there, I think she's like a maid or just like a house. She, I don't know if she just cooks or something. Um, but she, Bella, Emma Stone's character looks at the woman. She's like, have you touched yourself? It's amazing. Like very, my! <laughs> right. like, and you're sitting there and there's this discomfort in you. That's like, you're an adult, but you're a kid. Like your, your brain right. is a kid right now. And that launches then into these other conversations with the Max character, and I don't remember Mark Ruffalo's character.
0: Um, it's Duncan. Duncan. Duncan Wedderburn.
1: Such an asshole, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, because he comes in to the scene to basically confirm that Max and Bella are going to get married. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and he's like curious. He's like, he's there to oversee this contract that's being written between them because she's never to leave the house, basically. And Max is going to live at that house to Willem Dafoe's, mm-hmm. basically, laboratory slash home that he's kept her in
1: and well part of it is that max like she keeps wanting to have sex with max because she's like this is awesome and he's like no well he
0: doesn't even understand sex or she doesn't even understand that sex
1: no she doesn't but she yeah. wants she's like i want you to touch me and right, i right. want to touch your genitals um and he's like no we're we're not married and you're not there yet. Like, he feels uncomfortable, but he's also in love with her, so that's interesting. Yeah, and then Mark Ruffalo's character comes in.
0: And he's like, I'll take you, sweep you off your feet, go on a vacation with you, I'll take you away from this place, and because I gotta see who this woman is that has to be kept here, you know, like, who's so desirable that she can't be let to leave, basically. It's his motivation there.
1: And then he essentially assaults her, because he touches her without her permission, Yeah, and her being...
0: Not understanding. Not way.
1: understanding. Young in her mind and equates that with happiness. She's like, okay. So she literally goes to Willem Defoe's character and she's like, I'm going to go on this adventure because this guy is going to touch me.
0: Right. And then so reluctantly agrees. And that's where a lot of the movie then is this adventure where she's exploring the real world. And you get a lot of this perspective of these, you know, basically child's eyes exploring the world unburdened by childhood, you know, in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Um, But still having that kind of of fish-out-of-water aspect going on, learning the world, but it's also a fantastical reality. It's not quite our own. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's, it's really... She's also learning the world from this garbage person that Mark Ruffalo's playing.
1: Yeah, but also other people. She's learning how to read now, and she is developing and progressing but she's still pretty childlike Yeah, and he's trying to control her yeah and so there's this like there are these moments where she is becoming more of a woman and understanding herself as an individual person and i think an important part of this conversation is how Mark Ruffalo starts to turn on her. Like yeah. how his character does. So it's like this very predatory taking advantage. Now he doesn't... Okay, I think it's important to back up. He does not know that she has an infant Yeah, brain.
0: he doesn't know anything about this.
1: He has no idea. He, for, for all he knows he just turned max into a cuckold and took like
0: took his lady took his it. lady
1: yeah. his fully adult developed lady with a really interesting perspective of the world um very easily controlled very open to having sex right however and whenever he wants however many times whatever and then as soon as she starts getting her own thoughts he starts getting angry with her and disgusted with her not not even her body he's just so over her yeah. having her own thoughts.
0: When she becomes more of an adult, she when she starts to mature, mm-hmm. then he doesn't want anything to do with her. Yeah, it's that. Oh, it's so interesting. It's very, like, those conversations are very complex, and I love that this movie takes this fantasy element and is able to explore these concepts through that. I think it's also important to know, at least from my perspective, I don't think the movie in its presentation of sex is designed... I can't to think of a better word for the right now but it's not like designed to be titillating you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like
1: it's not it's not designed to arouse you
0: right it's like the scenes are presented very cold very like usually from a distance very still camera you know just kind of watching it happen it's almost like experiment and observation a little bit animalistic almost Mm -hmm. like in terms of the presentation of it like it's not trying to romanticize it in any way it's just presenting it as she's doing this because she gets pleasure from it and she enjoys that and she also has no shame because she's not been taught shame (laughs) so like which is
1: another conversation conversation. you know there's so much shame surrounding sex and sexuality and you know your body count or whatever and this movie's like she just enjoys it she yeah. wants to do it and that's fine and there's a point in her maturity as a woman where she tells him like yeah i had sex with someone else because i wanted to i don't belong to you like right like she's just very kind of mad at She doesn't that. understand
0: ownership she's never been taught that the way the world works in the mm-hmm. messed up ways so there's some purity in her character mm-hmm. at the same time at least her mindset on the world her outlook on even sex it's very pure despite the fact that she's constantly having sex throughout the film she even works at a whorehouse at some point yeah she, <laughs> it's a whole
1: she's like I need money, and I want to have sex, and then this the, can
0: provide me with both those. Yeah, things. the owner <laughs> of
1: the brothel is like, "Well, come on in."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and then you experience, she experiences different angles, different aspects of sex in those <laughs> that capacity. And
1: she even she um, has some like camaraderie with some of the women. One particular female that works there, and even in this part of her development she starts getting almost frustrated because she's like it wasn't even fun for me right anymore like you see her get used as an object by multiple people at this point and so that goes back to you know duncan's character having this power over her because she's young in her mind and then she breaks free from that and then she's free sexually and on her own and then being treated like an object feels like shit
0: right (laughs) right and then that's not even getting into the whole final part of the movie where she goes back home and then has to confront the person that she was or that her mother technically was married to and now that she inhabits the body of and that person is abusive and kind of understanding why her mother would be in this position where she is at the beginning of the movie, which is dead uh, from her So own. it's not and... her daughter,
1: her sister, it's her daughter herself.
0: <laughs> Tied into Chinatown, our upcoming episode <laughs> this week, uh, or, or past coming, depending on when this episode comes out of mm-hmm. the, <laughs> this review. <laughs> Either way. Um, yeah. So clearly there's a lot to this movie. There's mm-hmm. a lot to discuss with. It. Um, That's why we felt like we had to go into it a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Really, like I said, the your sensibilities are going to matter to some extent here because of the presentation of everything.
1: Yeah. There were there were as um, an essay survivor, like there definitely were some moments that were triggering. But that's also why I feel so passionate about this discussion. Yeah. Because of what it says about. Even today, how women are viewed and how people are viewed and how sex is viewed, and man, just the the power imbalance and grooming and like all of this stuff is real, and it happens now in this world, it is completely fiction, um like the world itself but but these are this is real shit that happens right. There, there really are people who get used as objects, and there really are people who are predatory. And it, oh, I think what's interesting is Emma Stone's character isn't afraid. Yeah. And I, I think there's that, that interesting purity and innocence and rapid development that almost gives her that power. Yeah. Where us who are normally developed it's really easy to be afraid and sometimes it protects us
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: there's this other element yeah yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot so just this is like another like this is just kind of a warning like there's a lot of sex that might be triggering there's this power imbalance which can also be triggering it's also a really important fucking conversation.
0: Yeah. And you will also be laughing throughout the movie at the same time because there's a lot of just absurd funny stuff that happens in it. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I laughed a lot. Yeah, at this like movie.
0: it's very funny. And
1: then I was like, ew, fuck that guy. <laughs> and then right. I was like, oh my gosh, so much nudity. <laughs>
0: right. It's it's a whole it's a whole lot of a film. But I think, yeah, this is this is a I think a great film it might be yargos lanthimos's best i haven't seen all of them like i said at the beginning but i do love the lobster (laughs) too uh but this one's just the the amount that this one's going to last in my mind i think you know it just kind of puts it in that spot so but yeah i think Mm -hmm. any more thoughts before we wrap this up
1: uh, so many, but yeah, uh, gonna,
0: <laughs> this but... is one of those that you know you're, you're gonna have people have think pieces on this for many years to come, and you'll be able to watch as many of those as you want. But that's it for this review. Can't quite say mini review, <laughs> this one, but this that does it for this review of Poor Things. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Hannah, for joining me. Yeah, of
1: course. I do have one final thought. Oh yeah. Godspeed, Spider Man. <laughs>
0: And with that, I bid you adieu. We'll see you at the movies. Have a great day.